Elvis, baby! Woo! For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, between rock everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. feeling about this. Welcome to episode 65 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we're back for another week of exciting Star Wars times. Maybe a little bitchin'. Maybe a little bitchin' from us. Ooh, I have had a week. What about you, buddy? Um, I've just been, you know, getting acclimated to my surroundings. Nice, nice. How's that going? It's going great. Well, before we get into the happenings of the week, I should give out our information. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can, at Blue Harvest Pod. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're into merchandise, you want a shirt, a mug, a hoodie, a notebook, I don't know, whatever you're, whatever you're into. If you want any of that stuff, we've got it available at tpublic.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And these come strongly recommended. They're awesome. Uh, I got to say, I've seen the shirts in a variety of different colors now. They all look pretty great. The mugs, great Jesse drinks out of one almost every day. I love, I love my little fucking Blue Harvest notebook. It's what I keep my podcast notes in now. Um, so yeah, uh, I can safely vouch for the quality of the product if you guys uh, decide to pick any of it up. Um, so before we get into uh, a little bit of a rant, how about uh, I ask Will a very important question. Something got brought up on Twitter today. By old Sheev Goose Palpatine. Sounds like two of my boys are hanging out tomorrow. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was gonna uh, post some pics tomorrow. I wasn't. I was gonna like let it let it slide. And then because I'm pretty sure my breakfast in the morning when I get to Goose's at eight thirty is gonna be a Goose Pain OG Bologna Big Mac. So you're. And if you're not jealous, you should be. So you're going to Starkville. He's not coming to Tupelo. Uh, yeah, Caledonia. I'm going to Caledonia. Well, right, Caledonia. I always forget that they don't live in Starkville anymore. What are you going to Caledonia for? Just to hang out? Yeah, Goose just called me and he was like, look, I got the weekend. I got the ATV. You know, you should come over, have oh. a couple beers. We'll run through the mud. 
And I was like, hell yeah. Dude, do me a favor. Yeah. A, next time Jesse and I go to visit Amanda and Gears, you got to make the drive over. It's not that right. far. It's about an hour, right? Like an hour. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, uh, wear some head protection on that fucking death trap of his. Head protection? Yeah. A helmet or something. Man. I'll wrap a sheet around my head or something. It, it's got to be something more su- substantial than a sheet. I got a firm noggin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we need to address something. Uh, and this is not typically the kind of stuff I like to get into on our show. I like to just make it a, a happy, fun time. Maybe give a couple people some laughs. It's usually a positive place where we love everyone. Um, but uh, something came up this week that uh, has me a little perturbed, we'll say. Tell me about it. Um, well, without giving their name directly to avoid any sort of promotion for them, I guess, a new podcast showed up this week. It was brought to my attention, and they, they've actually, I believe they put out their third show this week, so... Um, and let's just say they have a name that is suspiciously similar to the show you're listening to right now. Uh, maybe uh, they added an extra letter in somewhere. And look, before we get into it, I would like to just be upfront and say, you know, what everybody knows: Blue's Har- Blue Harp, no, Blue Harvest, <laughs> Blue Harvest is not a concept of my creation. Like I am, I'm aware of that. It is a term that is pretty well known within the Star Wars fandom. Which we've talked about on multiple occasions. Yeah, so I am not saying I have ownership of the name or the term Blue Harvest. The Blue Harvest logo that we use, also not a creation of mine. It's the logo that the production company used for the fake movie Blue Harvest when it was in production. Okay? If you wanted to, say, start a band and name them Blue Harvest or some such shit, no problem. You know what I'm saying? When I have a problem with it is when we've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now. And look, we're not the biggest fish in the pond. I realize this. We're a very small niche Star Wars podcast. We're a niche podcast in a category of podcasting that is already sort of niche. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, well, just go back in the time machine with me a little bit here. All right. When we decided to start this podcast, one of the first things I did was research to make sure that nobody else had the name Blue Harvest for their podcast. And the reason we did that was because, you know, we didn't want to steal somebody else's thunder. We also wanted something original. We didn't want to step on anybody's toes. We wanted to be good guys. And you know how hard it was to do that research? Not at all. It took a uh, few... I imagine uh, Google. Google and a couple keystrokes. Uh, Google search and an iTunes search and a little bit of research here and there. And you know what? I was, I, I'm still surprised that... In, that no one was using the name it for a podcast yet. So I said, that's it. I like the way it sounds. I always like that story about how when they were making Return of the Jedi, they were afraid that people were going to over 
charge them for services that they would, you know, normally charge other movies less for just because they were Star Wars. So they made up this fake movie uh, title, uh, Blue Harvest, and the tagline was Horror Beyond Imagination. It was supposed to, it was a fake horror movie. You know what I'm saying? And I always just like the story. So that's what we went with. And like I said, look, we're not the biggest Star Wars podcast in the world. We are a tiny, tiny little Star Wars podcast. I love our listeners. Our listeners are amazing. And in the last year and a half, we have had nothing but tremendous, amazing support from some other Star Wars podcasts and a lot of listeners. So We get a lot of listener love. And we, we love do. our fans. And I and I got to tell you guys that means the world. Like it does that if if anything if we never got a new listener past this point, I would still be stoked to have the listeners we have. But of course, we Absolutely. want to grow. Now the problem with that is when another podcast comes out with a very similar name to ours, that is not conducive for either show, in my opinion. No. It's going to do nothing but cause confusion to new listeners. Um, maybe old listeners. I don't know. And I'll tell you this. It's either, you know, you either did it because you were stupid or you did it because you wanted to cause confusion and you're trying to hurt someone else. That's the thing. There's two, maybe three circumstances where I can see how this happened. The first one is you're dumb. You're just a fucking idiot, and you didn't do the tiniest amount of research. You didn't put forth the tiniest amount of effort to see if anybody was using the Blue Harvest name in a podcast. Okay? And if that's the case, then, dude, I can't help you. Like, if you're that dumb, <laughs> There's I'm no sorry. solution there for you. There's no, there's no saving you. And look, I'm sorry. Read you're in book. my crosshairs that's now. That's all I can tell you. Dude, read a book. Hopefully that'll help you out at some point. Secondly, um, it could be like you said, like they did the research. They saw that, you know, we're Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. And they thought their one letter addition to the name would be enough. And they just didn't care. They were like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Or three, it's malicious. I don't. They're like, we're coming for you, son. I, I, I don't want to jump to that conclusion. I've not seen anything yet to say that it's malicious. I will say other people have contacted this podcast and have gotten no response about this, which I'm going to be honest, seems a little fishy to me. And look, we're a small podcast. We don't make a very big dent or splash and downloads compared to some of these other mammoth podcasts. And to be honest, we, for the most part, I would say the response and um, support we've gotten from other people in the, the Star Wars podcasting community has been, I would say, 95% positive. Encouraging. Very encouraging, encouraging and overwhelmingly positive support from all of the Star Wars podcast you know, family out there. Um, and you know, whether it be people that listen to multiple star Wars podcasts and have us as part of that rotation, whether it be other podcasters and look, I don't want to bring 
any other specific podcasters who have been nice to us up because I don't want them to get any blowback from anything I might say in this episode because I've had a bad week and I'm pretty fired up about this. And I've been thinking uh, since Monday when I found out about this, I've been thinking all week about what I'm going to say about this. The other 5% of that has been fucking shady. All right. We've gotten emails from other Star Wars podcasters telling us how we're so terrible. Oh, I can't believe you're, you use such foul language. How amateurish we are, how poor our language is, how they can't believe anyone listens to us, how, how they're we going won't be to, on the air long. How they're going to start a, a fucking boycott of us and Star Wars podcasting face groups, which never happened, by the way. It was a whole bunch of talk. Right. Or it's been huge podcasting entities fucking around and being shady toward us. Whether it's taking little jabs at us here and there. Or leaving bad reviews. Right. Uh, Maybe for this podcast. Maybe for another podcast that you might hear me on from time to time. And... You know, I don't know if they would waste their time to actually listen to this episode or I don't know if, you know, they hate us so much that they have to listen to every episode or they don't. But that's just petty. I mean, it's it's some petty shit, bro. And when I say massive podcasts, I mean, like, if we are in the sea of Star Wars podcasting, we're fucking minnows, bro. Our, our little show is a minnow and I'm talking a fucking whale shark fucking whale shark of a show somebody had a little problem decided to leave a bad review and it got tracked back to him and you know what we didn't say anything when we got the email from the podcaster who to their credit made no attempts to hide who they were you know what i'm saying name right in the email um i didn't do anything uh, we read the email online on the air, on air, but I didn't say their name. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. It's funny you used a sea analogy that we were, you know, minnows, and they're like whale sharks, because whale sharks are sharks that have no teeth, and uh, you know, exactly. You want to you want to gum your plankton to death? You're gonna make me unleash the Cthulhu, is what you're about to do. <laughs> the Cthulhu, I like that, or the Thulu, as some people say. Thulu. Um, and I don't know. I just think that it's kind of shitty. You know, it's not like when we started a podcast, we didn't go and make our podcast, uh, the making of star Wars. Now this is a podcast, right? We didn't didn't name our show still wars. Hi, I'm Halls Burkhart and I still love star Wars. You know, don't start the show like that every week. I didn't start a band and name it Led Zeppelin, L E A D Zeppelin. You know no, what I'm saying? Didn't happen. Because like I want my own thing, man. And look, I realize maybe this other podcast has a band. Maybe this band got some heat from celebration this year. That to me still doesn't mean you can just be like, well, what the fuck? We're blues harvest. We're going after. We're just gonna use it. And uh, I'm telling you, look, I'm not expecting, I I know not everybody knows of us that listens to Star Wars podcast or does Star Wars podcast. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, 
a normal person would do the research and see if they were using, you know, a name that was already used in Star Wars podcasting. That's what I have a fucking problem with. I have no fucking problem with the name of their band. I'm a horrible musician. I'm not in a band. Yeah. If they named themselves Stoned Cobra, then I'd have an issue. Then I'd tell right. Steve and whew, you don't want to get Steve Cobra on your bad side. Oh, no, son. He'll shank a you, bitch. Uh, he'll give you the Muay Thai elbow and then shank you. Oh, the one, too. And look, we have gotten some excellent, excellent promotion, some excellent boosts from podcasts that, frankly, have no, no obligation to help us out, man. But you know what? They do it because they don't care. That there's 200-some-odd yeah. Star Wars podcasts out there. They realize I mean, that there's a taste for everybody out there. On Twitter, the guys that do, like, Dungeons & Dragons and RPG podcasting still promote me as one of the podcasters. Like, there's nothing but love. I, I mean, like, they don't do Star Wars podcasting, and we don't do, you know, RPG podcasting. But we love RPGs, and I'm sure they love Star Wars. I mean, it's nothing but love. Right, and and like I said, for the most part, 95% of the interactions I've had with other people in the Star Wars podcasting community has been nothing but positive. That 5% that's not, though, has been pure fucking shady. And look... It's venomous. I don't know if, if this was meant intentionally and maliciously. I don't know if they're hoping that we're just going to stop. Or we're going to change our name. But guys... I mean, the most that they could hope for is that they'll be more popular than us. And I got to tell you, bro, you know, come at me, bro. Like, go ahead and try. Like, bring it. And this is the other thing. If you are going to name your podcast something close to another Star Wars podcast name, you better bring a quality equal or better. And let me say this. I've heard it. And you're not. You're not. You're just not. All right. Look, I realize we have our fair share of technical difficulties. This podcasting is the first audio recording or production I've ever done on my own. I am confident, though, that we at least put out <laughs> a listenable product most weeks. You know, like we I pride said, ourselves on that. I work really hard. Getting this show and another show out on a weekly basis on time. And it really irks me when someone just decides to start a new podcast and use a name that similar to ours. Okay? And I just think it's fucking shady. I think it's... it's I, honestly, I don't know that it was malicious. I, it, I think it's down to stupidity or they just didn't care. And they're like, fuck it. Right. Fuck those guys. We're doing our own thing. Right. We're celebration famous. And look, we don't have huge people backing us every week. We don't have fucking Jimmy Mack, the fucking human hacky sack. The fucking <laughs> Guy Fieri of Star Wars podcasting. Oh, and his fucking, fucking Guy Fieri. And his fucking dad jeans. All right? We don't have that guy at our back. But you know what? It doesn't matter. The people that do support and promote us that's what we need and maybe this new podcast will be more popular than us honestly it probably will 
just from the people they have promoting it. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. Cause just you're because you're fucking shady. Names. Just because you got big names behind you doesn't mean that the product that you produce is any good. It doesn't. I mean, you slap somebody's big-ass name on something, you can still peddle shit. I'm fired up, bro. I am I know, fucking I fired. Tell. And you know, I, know I, I don't bring this energy to this podcast very often. I no. don't feel. And uh, like I said, I've let people take shots at us. I've let people leave bad reviews. Uh, guys, I've got a fucking professional troll out there that comes after me. That Johnny oh, yeah. Grosso himself had to step in and be like, yo, leave him alone. You don't want to mess with this dude. And I'm not one of those, Will, you know this, I'm not one of those dudes to hype myself up. No. But if you fuck with me too much, I will fucking bury you. Burn your house down. I may not be physically strong, I may be in a wheelchair. Metaphorically burn your house down. Let me interject that. I want to make sure that people know that I am making no physical threats towards them. No physical threats. This is more of a vent and not a threat because we are not men of ill action because karma's a bitch and we don't do shady shit against other people because we don't want shady shit done against us. You know, I, we try to bring the positivity. I will say I was given the opportunity to do something major, major against someone who was really shady to us. Someone big. And I didn't take it. And I told you what those opportunities were, Will. And then I didn't take it. And when I say opportunities, I'm talking fuck your world over opportunities. The arsenal was large. But the gloves are off now. Fucking dad jeans. All right? (laughs) I mean, I'll just leave it at this. Like, uh, in the words of Squizgar Squivel, from Metalocalypse, you know, the immortal band. Dem's guys are total dildos. They are total fucking dildos. Don't be dildos. And to the podcast, I don't know that the guys that started this new podcast, like I said, maybe if, if they don't know who we are, don't know that we're out there, maybe you should respond to the people that are, are coming at you on Twitter. I didn't. I didn't come at you on Twitter. I figured I would use my platform. You're using your platform that you previously created to start a new podcast that has a name that close to ours? Well, I am going to use this podcast to address what's going on. All right? It's like, yeah, uh, basically like, we see you. Hello. Hi there. You think you're being cute. You think you're with all your little bullshit. We see you. You're not funny. Good luck peddling your bullshit. Yes. Yes. And... Godspeed. If you want a war, I'm down for a war. A star war. And let me tell you, buddy. Let me tell you. We may not have the biggest audience out there, but you know what? Our audience is fucking loyal. Oh, yeah, they are. Fucking loyal. And I'm not ashamed to say I will put the full force of that audience against you if you fuck with me. And you fuck with my best friend, Will. All right? All right. Why don't we move on, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I got dark. 
Woo! I feel like I almost need to take a break and have a couple of drinks and come back and do the rest of the show. But you know what? We're just going to roll with it. Milk and a pancake. <laughs> so, do you want to um, do you want to do some Star Wars news, my friend? Boy, do I! <clears throat> All right. Well, I know uh, it started off kind of dark and dreary and not exactly fun. So why don't we keep that train going? A legend. A, f- a fucking legend, if there ever was one, in Star Wars past this past week. Actually passed, I believe, Friday night. The one and only Kenny Baker. Poor Kenny Baker. Man. He was not in the best of health. No. You know, for the last several years. No, I even saw that Pablo um, Hildago said that, you know, for the past several celebrations... They told him, Kenny, you're not feeling well, man. You don't have to do these celebrations. But he went ahead and did them, man. And, like, from all accounts of everybody I've read that met him, you know, in the fan community and stuff, had nothing, nothing but nice things to say about the dude. And, um, you know, honestly, I think the only person I've ever heard that had something bad to say about him was Anthony Daniels. And, and then, uh, <laughs> we'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that is a totally different story. And I got to say, just for personal fucking selfish reasons, man, Kenny Baker was on my list of celebrities to meet at Celebration next year. So I'm bummed that I won't have that chance, man. You know, what speaks a lot to me, one of the things I read was... um. Oh, my God. Now I'm blanking. The guy that does Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Thank you very much. I can't believe I blanked on that. Uh, But Peter Mayhew's farewell to Kenny Baker. And it was it was just beautiful. It said a lot about the relationship between Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew. You know, he said that they could relate on so much about having to find clothes and fitting on an airplane and ailing health because of their size, either small or large you know, funny looks from people, just just the way that they could bond over how similar and how much they had in common was just, you know, really struck me as how great probably both those dudes really are in person. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because despite their, I mean, to be frank, massive difference in height, like, they were in a very similar situation with Star Wars, like, Star Wars will always be what Peter Mayhew and Kenny Baker are known for. I know they've done other stuff, but Chewbacca and R2-D2 are fucking icons. Like, when people think about Star Wars, very high up on the list, R2-D2. You know, Kenny, uh, fucking Chewbacca. But with that came the the fact that for a while, nobody but the the hardcore even knew who they were or what they looked like, you know, because they were in contraptions or suits the whole time. And I know there was a lot of CGI in the prequels, but, um, you know, mad props to Kenny Baker for bringing the character of a robot to life, you know, in, yeah. in a time when there wasn't CGI or, or a lot of automation. Control. Yeah, right. You know, he was in that tin can, you know, sweating his ass off and really emoted through R2-D2 in a way that I related to as a child. You know, like I I loved R2-D2. He was one of my favorites because he he was basically like 
Luke's right hand. He made things happen. He made everything possible. Like the story, you know, he's like the Samwise Gamgee of the Star Wars universe. And, you know, um, I think a lot of the personality that we associate with R2-D2 comes from Kenny Baker's performance in that tiny-ass little tin can. I agree. You know, the way that, like, he sort of uh, wobbled back and forth when he was excited or... You know, the way like, the head moved or looked yeah. at people. or yeah. So, it's a shame, man. I mean, look, the guy was in his 80s. He was born in 1934, I believe. He was in the biggest movies of all time, you know? He had a pretty rockin' life. It just sucks, man. It just sucks. You know, we're getting older. Our heroes are getting older. And this is something we're going to have to deal with, unfortunately. That's why it's so important that star wars has new life yes you know i think that's why it's so important that disney bought and is doing what they are with star wars because it's time to pass the mantle before it's too late yes and you know um i wondered you know when they first announced the cast for episode seven kenny baker was on the cast list Mm -hmm. and um it turns out he he didn't actually do any filming. I believe they credited him as R2-D2 consultant. And I'm sure that's because of the state of his health, you know? I mean, the poor um, guy. But, you know... I, I wouldn't I'm, shove that man in an R2-D2 costume. No, man, you know? <clears throat> but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, as Star Wars went on and it, it was... It got new life through expanded universe books and then the special editions and prequels and stuff that, you know, they started doing these Star Wars celebrations and fan events. And and at least Kenny Baker could get some small, small sense of satisfaction that people knew the contribution he made to these movies that we all like so much. And I'll say this, BB-8, the reason BB-8 exists and the reason he is so relatable is because of Kenny Baker's performance it's as R2-D2. built off the, the solid foundation that R2-D2 set, you know? BB, BB-8 emotes, you know, in crazy ways. You, you know, something inhuman that feels human, that feels like it has personality and character. And that's all because of what Kenny Baker did in that R2-D2 suit. I totally agree. So, rest in peace, Kenny. We're going to miss you, buddy. Yep. Much love. All right. Well, do you want to move on to a little happier news? Yeah, let's cheer it up. Let's cheer it up. Um, editing on Star Wars Episode Eight has started. Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. posted a picture on his Instagram of the first day in the editing bay. Oh, boy. Man, that is fucking exciting. I know. I'm so stoked. <sighs> And we're less than 120 days from Rogue One, man. I just want to see Luke Skywalker drop some knowledge or train some Ray or whip an ass. Just something like. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, we got that news uh, a few days before that, that John Luke was uh, John Luke. I'm thinking about your brother. Um, about my bro. John Williams is going to be uh, starting work on the score shortly is he really i thought he was i thought he was taking a break or stepping back after episode um seven well he said that i believe it was a concert he did with the boston pops i believe 
Um, he said that he will be uh, he's going to see a rough cut of the film and then get to work. Awesome. Um, yeah, that is real exciting. Um, now there was a, I would say unfortunate, um, little bit of, I don't know, online speculation that happened after those two bits of news, uh, that, you know, the editing on the movie has started and that John Williams is going to begin scoring before too long. A lot of talk started springing up about how, maybe episode eight was going to get moved back up to its original may 2017 release date in fact you know our buddy steve that uh calls in and leaves voicemail messages sometimes right he left us a message about that this week i would normally take the time to play that for you guys right now but we're having a little bit of technical difficulty in the blue harvest studios this week and uh my my internet and cable is completely out in my house I was about to say, true props to Hawes, running all of this off of his phone. Off my phone, guys. So, you know, if there's a little bit less quality in Will's uh, Skype call, it'll be fixed next week. I I think it sounds fine, though. Um, But, yeah, uh, and after this and I get it edited and ready to post, I'm going to have to drive to, like, a McDonald's or some shit and find some free Wi-Fi to try and get this up for you guys tonight, so... Yeah, no internet, and it looks like I'm not going to have any for the entire fucking weekend. Um, Did you know that anytime they tell you that that ice cream machine is down, it's bullshit? At McDonald's? Yeah. You know, like, if you go late and, at night... And you're like, and, man, a McFlurry would really fucking hit the spot right now. Right. That, you know, they're not supposed to shut those machines off. They just tell you that so that they can shut the machine off and don't have to sell ice cream. Like... They are supposed to keep that shit going all, you know, 24. They should be able to serve the whole menu 24-7. That is fucked up. I didn't know that. I literally just thought that their McFlurry machines were super fickle and broke all the time. No, it's because those motherfuckers are lazy. Oh, my God. Well, now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Half the battle. G.I. Joe. Um, So... To address Steve's question, and Steve, really, buddy, I can't stress uh, enough how much of a smile on, it puts on my face to get those um, <clears throat> goofy voice messages from me. And I say goofy in a completely loving way. Like, they are the highlight for me. Um, and, you know, normally we'd play it, but uh, it's a little bit of a special circumstance. I've, I've sort of got everything running with some fucking chewing gum and, and tape today, so... Hall's had to MacGyver it. Yeah, I had to MacGyver this shit to make sure to get an episode for you guys. <laughs> Sorry, the t- first 20 minutes of that was me bitching. Um, so, to address Steve's question, I don't believe that is going to affect the release date of Episode 8. I'm going to tell you why. When the original dates for these came out, and we heard that we were going to be getting Episode 8 the May after Rogue One, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I was excited. When episode seven ended, I was like, okay, I'm a little upset we didn't get to see more Luke. It was awesome, but it it helps that the next movie is only a year and a half away. <clears throat> then, you know, came the, the word that they were going to rework the script a little bit. It was going to push the movie back to December 2017. That's fine. I would rather them take the time to give us a kick-ass follow-up to such a kick-ass movie. Right. Um... 
And and then that was that. The reason it's not so much that I don't think they could get the movie and the score and everything done in time. To me, it's all about the merchandising. Hasbro has said it takes 18 months for a figure to go from not in production to on store shelves. That means right now they're probably working on episode 8 stuff. It's in its early forms. There's no way. We would have a fucking early bird special thing on our hands again where... People would want Episode Eight toys around the release of the new movie, and they wouldn't be there. They probably would not be ready until holiday season next year. And, and they are not—they are not going to drop that movie before they have the ability to put that merch out. And the other thing is, is if if it were to come out in May of next year, you're talking about putting out the movie right around the time Rogue One will be hitting Blu-ray and DVD. And look. I am not saying it's it's very possible that uh, a couple years down the road, once Lucasfilm really has their production pipeline, to use a hoity-toity fucking industry term, set up, that we very possibly might start getting two Star Wars movies a year. We've seen it from Marvel. I'm sure Marvel's probably even going to get to the point where we see three fucking Marvel movies a year. You know? I... It- I just have an opinion on that. Like, I think that's great. I think they are flooding the market. Yeah, well, you know, Marvel, I think I think in a lot of ways, Marvel is a good outline to hold them up to because Marvel didn't immediately start doing two movies a year. It took them a little while to get into that right. once they had established <coughs> themselves and everything and put out some quality product. Now... I still think it's too early for Lucasfilm to start doing two Star Wars movies a year. Give it a couple of years when we've got these characters established and, you know, got some more ideas. Uh, they've got some ideas under their belt for spinoff movies and stuff. Then, yeah, maybe I could see a couple a year. Honestly, I'm hesitant to say that we'll ever get two Star Wars movies a, a year. Because it seems like a little bit of a different beast. One a year? I feel like it's a better business model to maintain the exclusivity and excitement. You know, because when you, if you throw too many Star Wars movies at people, they'll be like, oh, you know, another Star Wars movie. You know, I just, it would be great. You know, people will argue because of the Marvel thing that that hasn't happened with Marvel yet. And it hasn't, but you also have to take into account that, like, while every Marvel movie so far has done pretty good, there have been ones that have not been stratif- stratospherically successful. You're, right. You know, your Thors, like, they did okay. Your Ant-Man did okay. Like, it did well. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to take it away from it, but it didn't do Avengers, fucking Captain America, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars right. numbers, you know? And I think it might be more important for them to make that big yearly splash. Now, the other question people have is, what about the Han Solo movie? The Han Solo movie right now is still scheduled to come out in May of 2018, which is, you know, five months after episode eight. Guys, I think that's going to get delayed. Guaranteed. I think... They sort of carved out a niche with having the fucking highest grossing domestic movie and like the number three worldwide domestic grossing movie in December. Like, I think that's real attractive to them. 
Um, the Han Solo movie starts shooting in January-ish of next year. So, you know, if they were going to get it out in May, that gives them about a year and a half. May of the, you know, the following year. Right. Um, so, I have a feeling that we will get word uh, that the Han Solo movie is getting moved. I could be wrong. Like, maybe that's that'll be the start of it. Maybe that's when we will start getting... Maybe they will go back to the May release date for Star Wars. Honestly, though, Marvel's got a pretty big hold on that, and they've got two big Avengers movies coming, and who knows what's after that. So, yeah, hard to say. But that's just my thoughts on it. Do you have anything else you want to add, buddy, to the whole moving the release date up thing? No, I, you know, no, I don't have anything else to add. Like, I believe, you know, Star Wars fans are used to waiting and not necessarily young ones, but those of us that all, when all we had was the original trilogy and like, hell we got special editions and we were like, shit, this is awesome. Like, well, there probably won't ever be mother, you know, more star Wars. And then they did, you know, the prequel trilogy and we were super excited. So I have the ability to wait for it, especially if it's on point. Yeah. If you make me wait for it and it's shit, like the the fan base will turn on you in an instant like and the prequels is evidence of that like if you make something that not everyone enjoys or that you know doesn't speak to your base or is divisive is divisive like they will turn on you like a rabid dog in seconds so make me i'm okay with waiting for it but it, it, you you better bring it yeah if you're going to make me wait for it yeah and you know what? Either way, if we get a Star Wars movie every December, man, I don't know about you, but I am really digging these, these, like, I'm not going to lie, the, the build-up to The Force Awakens was about three years from the announcement in 2012 that it was happening to its eventual release. That was pretty Shit. torturous. That was that rough. That was like 20 years in the making, 30 years in the making. Right, right. And and so, but now that we're we're in the flow of things and we get a whole year of trailers and and podcasts to listen to and fucking you know, figures to see and and all that, man, I'm really digging the build up. Like you still won't be able to sleep tonight before. Oh no. No, sir. I probably a week before I won't be able to sleep. I'm that guy like the night before the series finale, I lost. I did not sleep a wink. It was like the, a kid on Christmas. Same thing with The Force Awakens. Um, I remember. And now, you know, um, we're getting one every year. So we're in pretty good shape. W- would I like it to, for personal fucking selfish reasons, would I like it to be moved up to May? Of course. I want to see episode eight now. But if I had the chance, if fucking... Ryan Johnson and the men in black fucking knocked on my front door and they're like, hey, we'll let you see episode eight right now, but only you. I, kinda, I think I kind of turn them down because I want to be able really? to see it. Yeah, man, I want to see it with my friends. And then what's the use and in, in, in the fun and seeing it that early and not being able to talk about it with our listeners and with you and my friends and talk about it on Twitter? You know what I mean? Whatever you had bait us all, you'd be like, oh, it's good. No. Oh, it's good. No, I'd be like, uh, I I appreciate the offer, Mr. Johnson. I was a fan of Looper, but I'm going to have to politely decline. It would kill me. 
It would hurt so bad saying that. You'd have to go live at the top of a mountain somewhere on a monastery just so you wouldn't like couldn't have contact with people. <laughs> All right, so let's do one more news story before we move on to some listener emails. In this one, uh, I read today, this comes from IGN. I don't know that they're the original source of the story, um, but uh, that's who I, I saw the story on. And this is what it has to say. Disney has filed a patent to allow the company to use drone technology to beam lasers through foggy environments towards someone wielding a custom lightsaber. According to Patent Yogi, the Star Wars-like interaction is achieved by filling an arena with vapor, then arming a person with a specially designed lightsaber that's capable of transmitting IR lights towards the laser-shooting drones. The IR rays are transmitted from the saber to the drone, then an IR sensor built into the drone creates a field of view based from where the person is standing, allowing it to, presumably, open laser fire. The patent filing has similarities with laser tag, whereby players shoot one another in a water vapor filled room. The vapor basically lets the laser beam become visible to the naked eye. As you may know, Disney is creating two Star Wars theme parks, one in Anaheim, California, and the other in Bay Lake, Florida. The idea behind the parks is to bring to life the Star Wars universe. Being able to get into a realistic lightsaber fight with stormtroopers is presumably one step closer to that idea. That's incredible. That sounds pretty badass, doesn't it? Sounds like people fire at you and you have the ability to reflect that with your lightsaber um i honestly wonder if it's going to be like almost laser tag sword fights you know what i mean like you can get in the lightsaber battles and stuff um i don't know like the technological aspect of what they're doing and what they're trying to pull off i'm not gonna lie it goes over my head a little bit i don't quite understand the technology behind it but it sounds cool i understand it I understand what they're saying. I'm I guess I'm missing the application. You know, because it would be you know, is it going to be like a link like a legend of Zelda like a link sword where you just fire a, a bolt out of the tip of it, you know, like Mm-mm. The way I read it is that these drones that are up above the fucking arena you're playing in, the laser tag arena, beam down a visible lightsaber blade to your lightsaber hilt. So, I don't know if you're going to be wearing a vest that registers hits like in um, Laser Tag, but to me, that's what it sounds like. I could be way off. Hmm. Either no, way. that sounds awesome. It does but sound I, pretty cool. I think it would be neat if, you know, if that laser fire were fired at you and you used your lightsaber to swat it back at, you know, reflect the lights, the blaster fire back at either stormtrooper or the drone or whatever. I don't know that you could be fast enough for that because lasers fire faster than the eye can see. Right. <coughs> so, uh, do you want to get into some emails here? Yeah, let's do the email thing. All right. First up, we got our buddy Tomas. Tomas says, Tomas. "Hey guys, quick note: no acquisitions of any figures this week. I did get." A TIE fighter from the Titanium line. So that's pretty cool. And those TIE fighter, those Titanium ships are pretty cool. I, I will agree with him on that. Um, oh, shit. I just lost Tomas's email because I'm doing this all from my phone. 
and it is a struggle. Um, so, um, have you seen those titanium ships? I'm, I'm vamping here while I find his email. <laughs> I don't think I have. Uh, they're, you know, they're about the size of the old school, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Micro machines. Um, and, uh, I think they're actually considered part of the, the, uh, Black Series line. You know, uh, Black Series started off as solely figures and shit, and then they started slapping that name on all kinds of different sh- shit, little sl- ships and lightsabers and Oh, yeah, I'm sure you shit. can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I've got it. Here we go. Anyways, I was recently rewatching the old Star Wars trailers, and I came up Upon the TFA trailer where Luke says, The Force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. And I was thinking, they obviously didn't use that line in The Force Awakens. But do you see any possibly any possibility of them using the line in Episode 8? When, if, Ray is asking about her powers? If so, do you think we could see Luke telling her about Darth Vader and how he is possibly her grandpa? Thanks, guys. P.S. Congrats on the copycat podcast. I got quite the kick out of that. Next thing you know, we're going to have a new and upcoming podcast called Rogue Win. Um, so, you know, I know what he's talking about with that line. Um, you know, really, the line it was just... I think we out. discussed this when it came out. Yeah. Like, that it was recorded specifically for that trailer. And now, if they want to use it in episode eight, you know, there's nothing stopping them. I'm sure it would fit in just fine. Well, but really, I don't. They just I don't think it had plans to. They just cut that dialogue out of Return of the Jedi. That's where that dialogue comes from. You have that power too, you know. No, that's in there. Is I thought that was the my part father that was... has it. I have it. And my oh, maybe you're right. Shit. You when you say when he says you have that power too, I think that's just a little bit that Mark Hamill recorded right. for that trailer specifically. <laughs> and I know the rest of that is, you know, straight out of Return of the Jedi. And I know he also said that he like if you listen, there's like a whisper track that echoes that line. Like that echoes the, those lines, like yeah. you know, mixed in underneath it. And I know Mark Hamill said he recorded that too. So, you know, while they did get him to record that, honestly, I think it was just used specifically for the trailer. I think it was just to sort of set up the tone. And honestly, I think, you know, if Ray isn't Luke's uh, kid, then that line was probably just referencing Kylo, you know? If if it's, yeah. if it was meant to specifically reference a character in the movie, then I think Kylo is your answer. JJ may have been feeling guilty. He gave us so little Luke, and he was like, "How can I give you some more?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, or maybe it was a um, classic case of JJ misdirection, where he was like, "I'll put Luke in Luke's voice in the trailer. He'll think he's all over this bitch. He's only in the last thirty seconds." You think I'm going here? Not here, here. Not here, here. What a twist. Um, next up, we got Richie from Boston. Halls and Will. After last week's email regarding Star Wars character and their actors, I got to thinking about more characters. I'll just pose the question and discuss. 
Are there any Star Wars characters that you just don't give a fuck about? And I don't mean characters like Watto, for instance. I mean universally liked and respected characters. Here's my list of three. Mon Mothma. I really don't understand why people gravitate towards her and want to put her all over the new canon. A nod to Mon Mothma would have been cool, but had it been inserted into the prequels. But this new canon is ridiculous. She had like a minute of screen time in Return of the Jedi. Now she's in Rogue One and people are losing their shit. She was in Aftermath as the new Chancellor. Like that one minute of screen time to fill a small role at the end of the last film turned that character into Winston Churchill? Pass. Lobot. Who can forget Lando's remote control buddy? This guy. If I never heard about Lobot in another canon piece again, it will be too soon. Yet the creative team at Lucasfilm decided to devote a five-issue miniseries to Lobot. I mean, let's not mince words here. The Lando series should have been called the Lobot series. I thought I was getting a bitchin' Lando comic series. Instead, I got a story about how Remote Control Man became Remote Control Man. Thanks for wasting my time, Marvel. Pass. Darth Maul. I'm gonna get some shit for this one, but can you say plot device? I'll say this. Maul is cool. Maul is cool. Maul is cool. I cosplayed as Maul once. Richie, I want to see pictures of that. But does he do anything other than look cool and present an obvious threat to our heroes? Nope. When you peel the layers back, you realize there aren't any fucking layers because Maul was designed to sell toys and act as a plot device. He's like a mid-70s Corvette. It looks like it can go 180 miles per hour standing still. Then, you punch that disappointing mid-70s accelerator and realize that it's really just a big fucking nothing burger. But which, Richie, what about the Clone Wars and Rebels? Sure, need a villain? Dust off old Maul. Plot device. The only reason he's remotely interesting nowadays is 100% Sam Witwer. Witwer gave a depth to a brutish fucking idiot who got chopped in half by a Padawan. If you love Darth Maul and you're still glad he's around, you should send Sam Witwer a cut of every Maul action figure purchase you make. Tell me I'm wrong. Richie from Boston. P.S. I really do love Star Wars, and someday I just might tell you what I love about it. Um, so are there any... I gotta say, like... I, I won't say that I agree necessarily with Richie about Mon Mothma, but I do see what he means. Like, literally, how many lines did Mon Mothma have in Return of the Jedi? You know? Right. It's just because of how she looks and how solemn she was. They just gave her this feeling that she was, like, the queen of the rebellion. Right. And and then, you like, this whole time, I'm like, no, nah, man. Why is she stepping on Princess Leia's role? Leia should be the one issuing all this, the commands. She's the badass. Right. But... That being said, I do like the fact that if if they're giving her that role of importance in Return of the Jedi, then I want to see more fleshed out about why and what, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm fine with that. I, honestly, I'm stoked to see her in Rogue One because I like anything that's going to tie these new movies into the movies that I love so much. Absolutely. Be that Mon Mothma, be that Jimmy Smith's coming back as Bail Organa. Did you hear about that? Did we talk about that? I did. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I might have heard it on Rogue One, but. Right. Yeah, man. It's, sometimes it's hard for me to remember what news we I covered on which podcast. So. Yeah. Um, characters that I just don't give a fuck about. 
Do you have any that come to mind for you, Will? I mean, I'm going to catch some shit for whoever I say, but there are a couple. I mean, it's not that I don't give a shit about them. It's just that there's so much in the EU about these characters that everybody fucking loves them. Right. And, like, none, none of that's canon. So, like, make me give a shit about these characters. Like, you right. know, I, I don't have a reason to currently. Like, Admiral Akbar. Like, why the why do I give a fuck about Admiral Akbar? Like, I can tell you why. I, like, look, for me, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. A lot of it is, has to do with the fucking it's a trap and the memes. That's one line. That came about because of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But not just that. Like, you Impress know. Impress me with his cool. tactical ability. Like, right. As far as I see, he's a terrible tactician. Like, it takes Lando Calrissian to tell him. You know, I don't know to get the fuck out of there, or to not realize that that was a trap. Like, why are you an admiral, and why am I supposed to be impressed that you're an admiral? Right. Um, Wedge. You know. Oh, really? You don't give a fuck about Wedge? I like, like Wedge. It's like so you survived the two greatest battles. Three. The three. What's the third one? The Battle Endor. Oh, right. Okay, so you survived the three greatest Star Wars battles of the original trilogy. I didn't see you whip a whole lot of ass. You just yeah. survived. Like, yeah. so, you know, did you hang in the back, or did you tear? Like, I saw Poe Dameron whip some ass as a pilot. I okay. saw Wedge save Luke's ass once. Mm-hmm. Well. And I know I'm going to catch shit for all of that. I think... I think it's Wedge, Wedge's snowspeeder that wraps up the um, the Walker in the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, good shot, Jensen. Yeah, I think that's him. And then in in uh, the Battle of Endor, he's the other X-wing that makes it to the core with Lando. I would yeah. argue that he does as much to blow up the second Death Star as Lando. But, but does he? Me. But he does. I mean, he's just accompanying the run. He doesn't yeah. fire the proton torpedoes that kills it does he like i'm i'm blanking now i can't really remember uh i he fires like they both sort of fire at it i think well if, um, if he had a hand in that then i'll take it back you know i do like blow I, up deaths. i like the concept of lando in that he's just like look he doesn't have the force he is surrounded by the probably the most important people in the galaxy's history in at least a long time you know what i'm saying yeah. And he manages to hold his own as a pretty badass pilot that makes it through some shit. I mean, am I a Lando super fanboy? Am I collecting mini busts of Lando and getting a Lando tattoo on my balls? Nah. But let me tell you I who like I really okay. don't Uh-oh. give a fuck about: Kitster. Fuck Kitster. Who gives a fuck about? Kitster? I do not get this fucking Kitster bullshit. Kitster's a dick. You want to talk about how Mace Windu's a dick? And fucking uh, Kia D. Mundi's got a head like a dick. Kitster is a dick. Finish the race, of course. Kitster is that that friend that you hang around with because you have no other options. Once you meet cooler people and people that you can actually talk to and be friendly with and have a good time with, Kitster's the guy that you stalk on Facebook occasionally to make sure they're de- they don't live in the same city as you anymore. Fuck Kitster. Kitster grew up on Tatooine. And he's listening to whatever music me- data medium was 30 years past and acting like he's cooler than everyone else. Word. I am not about the kidster. 
I am not about the kitster. That I think that may have to be my answer too, because I was sitting here racking my brain. You know who I really don't like? Some people get real obsessed with the clones, Rex and Cody and stuff like that. I don't really get that. It's I not I, that I dislike them. I just don't really get it. Not my yeah. thing. When it comes to Clone Wars, I'm I am all about some fucking Plo Koon and some Kit yeah. Fisto and you know, uh, you know all the the Jedi and stuff. The clones mm, they don't do it for me. <clears throat> all right, our next email is from Vinny the Mando Kenobi. Howdy, howdy guys! I have to start by saying, rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Yeah. Yep, I hear you, buddy. Don't want to be a downer, so snap! That was an amazing trailer. I even like the horribly edited-in Vader scene. On a side note, I'm looking forward to the day where hipsters bring back capes. Capes and twirly mustaches is a clean look, folks. I will freely admit that I am hipster trash, lol. I'm slowly getting back into gaming. I say getting back into gaming because no one has really... Nothing has really grasped my attention until Battlefront and Overwatch. I have an X-Bone and it would be awesome to play Battlefront with more Star Wars fans. Have you guys ever thought about doing a community gaming night? Hope to whoop some ass some Battlefront noobs with y'all. May the force be with you. Mm, Vinny. And he gave us our, he gave us uh, his gamer tag, which I'll send to you, Will, if you want to add him. Excellent. Vinny, I gotta say, um, a community gaming game, a, a community gaming night does sound kind of awesome. What if maybe we tried to pull that off when the Death Star uh, Battlefront expansion comes out? Ooh, that sounds good. Why don't we make some tentative plans right now? If you have an Xbox One and you have Battlefront, and you're planning on getting the Death Star expansion, maybe we'll have a Blue Harvest listener Xbox meetup, and we'll all play some Battlefront together. How's that sound? throw down i like that idea quite a lot oh yeah jesse can play now because we got two two xbox set up in the house uh ha, cha, 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 cha. last sunday um and, talk about relationship goals oh well get ready i'm about to put some relationship goals on you hardcore last sunday we got up we went and had a late lunch had some dim sum it was mm. delicious Barbecue pork buns all day, son. All day. Sounds delicious. Then we, uh, we, because the, the dim sum restaurant is also in like a Asian supermarket. Yeah. We went through. Those are the best kind. We went through and we shopped for some exotic Japanese and Taiwanese and Chinese snacks. Loaded up on those. I broke my no soda rule and got one of some of those fancy Japanese sodas. You know the ones I'm talking about that the you ball. Yeah, you pop the little bead down in. Yep. Got a couple of those, and we came back home. And for the rest of the day, I introduced Jesse to Diablo. Oh and wow! We played Diablo until which one? Diablo three. Diablo three, the newest one on Xbox One. Um, and man, it was a whole lot of fun. Diablo's a good game. Uh, so yeah, uh, Vinny, um, I will add you, uh, recently our buddy Brad, who writes in, who hates Batman versus Superman, added me on Xbox, uh, so maybe we could get a nice little Battlefront group together. I think that would be a lot of fun. I know Vader Nick would be down. I, I know he you, would. If I sweet talk him, we could get Mr. Grosso involved. 
Yeah, as long as he's not embarrassed about his performance. Oh, man. That's the thing, though, guys. If we do this, you, that's the one rule. The one rule that I like to abide by in gaming. Don't be a dick. And yeah. look, your Blue Harvest listeners, I don't think you would be. I think you would yeah. be pretty cool. But look, we're not in there. We're not going in there to whip everybody's asses and win every match. We're in there to talk some shit, have some fun, kill some stormtroopers or some rebels, whichever side we're on, just to have a good time, man. So I don't want anybody coming down on anybody else about performance or anything like that. That's not what this is about. We're not looking to go MLG Pro here, guys. We're just looking <laughs> to have a good time. Ooh, I bet you I could get Steve Cobra in on this. Ooh, I bet you could. So. I bet you we could get Jeff, too. <sighs> Uh, yeah, man, I think we could get a pretty decent, like, I wonder if we could get a whole team together to do Walker Assault, like, just a whole, the whole side, you know, would be all Blue Harvest folks. Oh, that'd be cool, and then we could do, um, one of the Fighter Squadron, and the whole, like, Fighter Squadron be Blue Harvest listeners. Well, listen to this, they announced the new game mode that's coming with the, um, Death Star expansion. Yeah. Is battle station so get this it starts off space battle rebels oh. versus empire then it moves to ground battle inside the death star what trying to get some sort of objective accomplished the rebels are if they accomplish that then it moves back to space battle while you do attack runs to blow up the death star oh. <laughs> dude on the money should have been there damn. in the beginning should have been but you know what game would have sold bajillion million more copies yes maybe it's taking um a 50 dollars season pass in a little time but battlefront is getting in pretty good condition i feel it just sucks that you know it's unfortunately just the way the game industry is nowadays yeah they want to bleed you dry <clears throat> so next up we have an email from our buddy luke duke go to dig bar hey guys I'm still steadily going through all the old episodes, and I'm right at the part where you guys are dissecting the last trailer for The Force Awakens. I've got to say, for staying away from spoilers, you guys were dead on about a lot of stuff. Well done. You know what? I've actually wondered about that. Like, I, I wonder if I... I've wanted to go back and listen to that, because I'm going to be honest, I can't remember shit that we said. Oh, because, um, you know, it was just all in the moment. That's the way we do most of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i might have been a little too in the moment at the first uh part of this but you know i don't think so we'll those see. motherfuckers can fuck themselves <clears throat> um yeah i'll have to go back and listen to that episode to see what we said my question this week is not about rogue one but the legacy of the skywalkers mainly do you guys think this trilogy will be the last of the skywalkers or do you think there will there can be no episodic movies without the skywalker bloodline Thanks, Luke. P.S. Glad that Will is still making the commitment to continue the podcast despite moving to a different state. Wouldn't be the same without you, man. Dude, on the money, I feel exactly that if that would be probably when Blue Harvest would end. Like, if if Will was like, mm, oh, I'm just dude. not feeling it anymore, like, I'd have a tough time doing it now. Because this is, I mean, Will's the reason I want to do this. I want to talk to my best friend about... Um, some Star Wars makes them. That's the some whole reason this podcast came around. That's how it was created. Like, let's just talk about Star Wars for an hour. 
So what do you think, Will? Do you think we'll ever see a Star Wars episodic movie that doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalkers? Obviously, he's he's thinking big picture further on, episode 10, 11, 12, 13, I do 14, think 15. so. I do, but I think it'll come back around. I think you'll play a whole like Game of Thrones angle at it, like the bloodline will go dormant for a while, or there'll be an exile or an outcast, and you know, then there'll be this, you know, big reintroduction of the last Skywalker or the lost Skywalker or the last of the Skywalker line. You know? Right. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, honestly, I I don't know. Honestly, I think it's always going to have some sort of tie to the Skywalker, even if. And I would not. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying you would. I'm just saying even if it's like. You know, the names change, like where someone doesn't necessarily have the last name Skywalker. I still think that through bloodline and lineage, they'll be connected to that bloodline, if you see what I'm last saying. Last Scion. <clears throat> so, next up, we've got our buddy Dylan. What's up, fellas? Last week, at the end of your episode, you guys discussed whether Chewie possibly gave Han some hand relief after being thawed out from his carbonite hibernation. This got me thinking about the masturbatory habits of other Star Wars characters. Lando never has to. He's crushing ass daily like Will on a Saturday night. Vader, his dick's burnt off. It ain't happening. Tarkin, I could see him being into some freaky David Carradine type shit. But what about the most mysterious man in in the Star Wars galaxy? Episode 7, Luke. He has a lot of free time all by his lonesome on Oc 2. The way I see it, he has three options. He's a righty, but he lost that hand, so he couldn't so he could go lefty. We've all tried using our left hand. What starts off as good it starts off as a good idea is generally clumsy and ineffective. Option two is that he could use his robotic hand. Maybe all the friction is what caused him to use his thin set thin set. I've been good on reading, and now I hit a fucking speed bump. It's because I got all these mental images of Star Wars characters whacking off. <clears throat> Is what caused him to lose his synthetic skin on that hand. Probably a question answered, best answered by Pablo. He could have used his devotion to his, that ancient religion and used a previously unknown force power to take care of business. The force jerk. What do you guys think? I think that I I like to think that Luke Skywalker had himself a nice little girlfriend, you know, when he was training those young Jedi. And then when they all died, he was just too depressed to get it up. And, you know, in in his solitude, he was just too depressed, suffering from from the 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 Jedi E.D. from just being so bummed out about his nephew Mm. killing all his pupils. So you think he's just too bummed to even get it up? I do. That's sad. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with Dylan on one thing. I think Lando is a serial jerk it in the shower every morning type of guy, and I think just he, one one to clear the mind, just one quick squeak right in the drain. You know, maybe Lobot comes in and squeegees everything up. Afterwards, you make sure you know his Cloud City shower is nice and clear. But I think that's why Lando's so smooth. <laughs> he just doesn't Keeps have fresh. Just doesn't have to worry about anything. Works every time. I'm telling you what, old Obi Wan, after he mastered the whole, 
coming back to life after dying thing, communing with Yoda and Qui-Gon, he beat that shit like it owed him money, son. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. He started thinking about Satine from Mandalore and was like, Psh. And a lot of time to be alone on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yoda, um, I don't know, man. Talk about E.D. 800 years old? Mm, I don't think he did it. Chewie. Chewie, I, I envision being like a big dog, so he probably like humps the pillows on the couches in the Falcon every now and he's, then. And he's probably got his favorite blanket or something like that, or like a big stuffed squeaky toy, like or a like big, a tribble, like yeah. a little, <laughs> or like a like a big stuffed Ewok that's got a squeaky toy in it, and like Han's trying to sleep and he just hears <laughs> Chewie, Chewie, cut it out. <clears throat> Thanks. Dylan actually sent me a message and he was like, Hey, I sent you a, an email about Star Wars uh, uh, characters jerking off. If it's not funny or it's too much, you don't have to read it. So I read the email and I was like, Nah, it's getting read. Cha ching. Big money. So next up, we have our buddy Brad. Hey, guys. There will probably be no news after the trailer. So here's a little game to fill up the, the episode with sweet content. Imagine the Star Wars universe was real for a second. I do that every day, my friend. Brings up some big questions, like who would you cast in our beloved and not-so-beloved superhero movies? There are some really obvious ones, like Plo Koon as, Bl- as Bane, Mace Windu as Nick Fury, Kia D. Mundi as Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor because he's a massive dickhead. Love to hear oh, wow. your thoughts, Brad. So what he's saying is, if the Star Wars universe was real and they were going to make, uh, you know, these current crop of super movie, super hero movies that we've been getting for the last seven or eight years, who would you cast? Um, I think Anakin would have to be Bucky. He's the only like morose, tortured, okay, person so that would fit that. You would cast Anakin as the Winter Soldier, all right? Yeah. I would cast, um, let's see, I would cast Han Solo as Iron Man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yep. I would cast Han Solo as Iron Man, Luke Skywalker as Captain America. Let's do the Avengers. Let's do the Avengers. How's that sound? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, Yoda's the Hulk. Okay, Yoda's the Hulk. All right, I I can get behind that. Um, What about... Who else is on the fucking Avengers? I'm drawing a blank here. Black Widow. Mm, I'm saying Ray. Ray as Black Widow. Ray as the Black Widow? Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm, I'm hearing some kickback. Who would you cast as the Black Widow? I, it might be it might be Leia, like young Leia. I see her more of a, a Wonder Woman type. I see that. I see what you're talking about there. Um, what about Thor? Who could you cast as Thor? Oh, I know, young Obi Wan. You and McGregor's Obi Wan as Thor. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. <clears throat> um. All right, uh, let's do... Okay, let's do two more. Who would you cast as Batman? 
Oh. Oh. Boba Fett. That's why we're best friends. That is why we <laughs> are best friends. I couldn't think of a different one, Mike. I can't think that's, of a better one now. Like I was that's gonna perfect. And Spider Man. Let's do Spider Man. My personal favorite superhero, Spider Man. Who do you cast as uh-huh. Spider Man? You kind of need a. You know who I cast as Spider Man? I cast Dude. Finn as Spider Man. Finn, that's a good one. I cast that Finn fits as really well. Um and oh, let's do one more. Let's do the Joker. The Joker. Who would you cast as the Joker? Oh. I'm mm, I'm blanking. Maybe I, Hux. Hux, okay. I was going to say fucking Jar Jar as the Joker because it couldn't be worse than Jared Leto. Oh. oh, did you guys hear that? I don't want to drop oh. this fancy new mic I got, but I just dropped the fucking mic. Fuck oh. you, Jared Leto. All right. And ending the evening of emails, we got King Tom, who, after a few quiet weeks in the Kia D Monday battle, broke out the artillery. Halls and Will, I'd like to thank my friend Joe for the great idea on last week's Blue Harvest, the Jedi Olympics. Think about this. Which Jedi would compete at which events? I've realized that the Jedi Olympics is the perfect event for Kia D. Mundy. Here's a real chance for good old cockhead to truly shine. At which events, do you ask? All of them, but not as a competitor. Picture it. Jedi doing high jumps or pole vaults trying to make it over Kia D.'s giant knob head. Jedi oh, no. tossing rings trying to get them over Kia D's head. And think, and I think his death scene from Revenge of the Sith proves that Kia D would be an excellent target for any shooting or archery events. Finally, at the end of the games, you can light his head on fire and Kia D would make the perfect torch. So there you go. Something Kia D can finally excel at. Thank you, Joe, for the inspiration. Your pal, King Tom. Mm, harsh. <laughs> you know, uh, there's not really a question there. He just wanted to make sure that he got uh, got the fire started again. <laughs> I must start calling we didn't him. Start the fire. <laughs> it's always burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> All right. All right. That's what we're going with here. Man, and I'm going through it, and I think that's our last email, buddy. So I think that's going to do it for us tonight. All right. Thanks for uh, sticking it out and recording it with me, buddy. I know there was uh, some technical difficulties because of my no-internet situation, but I appreciate your dedication. Oh, you know I wouldn't miss it for the world. You got anything you want to say before we leave? I don't think so. Good show, and uh, those guys that are the copycats can uh, suck a dick. Suck up my nuts! Um, uh, people should follow you at Will Winton Three on Twitter. We don't pimp your Twitter enough, man. I always forget. That's, That's right. my bad. It's um, quite all right. I assume if they find you, they'll find me. Very true, because I'm always talking shit at you. Um, next week I expect a full report on your adventures with Goose. Maybe we have oh. to get Goose on. So maybe get the me duel. and Goose 
do a little uh do a, a little a mini micro podcast recording tomorrow don't know don't know what we're uh, gonna get into we'll see what happens if you, yeah if not you know we can just look forward to you reporting back hopefully fully sound of body and mind after riding around in that fucking death trap of his no broken bones no broken bones or concussions don't get concussed i'm gonna drive it like i stole it though well you know what you will you will have driven it before me next time i go i'm driving it but you okay. will um if you guys like our theme song please 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 support the band that was nice enough to donate that song for us to use they are stoned cobra they've got two va- albums available one of which is on itunes armed and hammered you can get it now for only five bucks you can also stream it on spotify or you can get it at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com we've got t-shirts and stuff for sale at tpublic.com slash blue harvest podcast we love you listeners sorry about the first part of this show but daddy had to get some shit off his chest <laughs> and not the normal type of shit the, I'm talking not in a kinky way i'm talking stooling i'm not talking the normal stooling i gotta get off my chest i'm into some weird shit will um, oh i know and uh, I just want to. This is the, the. This is a inside joke of an inside joke. But Josiah, if you're listening as a fellow TESD Army ant, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about with the stooling. So that's going to do it for this, this week. And uh, thanks for everything for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host Halls Burkhart, and I'm your host Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>